0: I appreciate the beautiful spirit that's been in this camp and the love of God that we feel shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that's been manifest to worship and praise to God. World is lost and seems that our task is greater than we're able to accomplish. The devil is Alive and he's well and he's active. He's not sick, he's not paralyzed, he's not incapacitated. He's working tonight in this city, in every city where there is a human being on the face of the earth, the devil is there working. That's right. And we stand a greater chance of being lost than we do, save, being saved. Because we know too much about God and the truth of God's Word. We have to walk so carefully and so softly before God. Be honest with ourselves, and that's hard to do. And be honest with our fellow man, and that's hard to do. And be honest with God, and that's hard to do. But it can be done through the Holy Ghost's power in us. Can you say Amen? amen. Praise God. I see. Some of our friends here tonight, Brother Woodward especially and his wife, and Brother Sister Underwood been so kind to us. we preached several occasions in their sections up there in Brother Underwood's church and been in his home, and he just treated us so royally, and uh, we just love these people so much. And uh, God's people is something else, aren't they? I love God's people. And I love God's preachers. You'll never be sorry for loving a preacher. That's right, I said, you'll never be sorry for loving a preacher. Your reward will be great. Even God blesses sinners that love preachers. I feel a burden on my heart tonight. Of course, I don't know. Uh, Brother Martin, I was praying and studying this afternoon. He dropped by the room and he said, he saw my dilemma and he said, you know, it's, it's bad, isn't it, when you've got two or three sermons and you're all mixed up and you don't know what to preach. I said, yes, sir. I said, that's just exactly the shape I'm in right now. <laughs> but I said, uh, I believe before 7.30 I'll have the mind of God. And I believe tonight for this particular service I have the mind of God for what he wants me to speak about. And I hope that You will respond through the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. I'd like for us to stand, if you will, while we read the Word of God. We're going to be reading from two different passages tonight. We're going to start the first Scripture, the book of Luke, chapter 22. We'll read verse 31 and 32. Then we'll move over to 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. Luke, chapter 22, 31, 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. First Peter five, eight and nine. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Would you pray tonight and ask God to bless his word? Pray for the word of God tonight as it's preached, would you, everybody? Praise God. Dear Lord, tonight, thank you for the love of God,
1: the Holy Ghost power, amen. Let the
0: word of God, hallelujah, Hallelujah. praise God, praise God. Lord, we need a touch from you tonight.
1: Oh Lord,
0: you see this congregation, you know every soul that's here. We ask you to take the word of God, let it find its place in every heart. Use it for your glory tonight. We'll praise you for it in Jesus' precious name. Everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. Thank you very much. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. I'd like to use tonight for a subject the trophies of hell. The trophies of hell. A trophy is something that is very rare. It's different than just the ordinary run of the meal. It's something that you can brag about, something that you can be proud proud of something that you can talk about because it's an exception it's not ordinary it's an exception to get a trophy I preached for brother Will Corn in Jacksonville Florida and he had several big deer heads mounted in his den and uh the reason he had them mounted there because he wanted to display because they were trophies. He killed him at various parts of the country and I asked him, I walked in and the first thing of course you see is the display of his trophies upon his den wall. Beautiful deer heads with beautiful racks. Men just look like a big rocking chair they call them, you know, sitting up there like that. Ten pointers and twelve pointers. Some killed in Colorado, some Louisiana, some various other places. And he just enjoyed so much telling me about about uh, how he stalked this particular deer and how that, that he outsmarted him and how he uh, how he tricked him and how he called him to make a mistake. That's how he got him. Something to talk about, something to brag about. I'm preaching for Brother Fawson. Brother Foss is a great fisherman. He's a great hunter. He has a cabin on the lake Livingston there in Houston, and he took me out there one night after church to spend the night and was going to fish the next morning in daylight just for a little while. And, and on his walls, all over his walls in that cabin, he's got different kinds of things, deer heads and big black bass that and it weighs nine and ten twelve pounds and crappie white perch that weighs three pounds and more a three pound pound or four pound crappie is a big crappie if you don't know nothing about crappie To right. trophy and uh, oh he enjoys so much telling me how he caught How he caught these fish, and how he worked that bass, and how he tricked him into taking that lure, and how he come out of that water, and how he done this, and tried to shake it loose, and back down in the water he went, and how he worked him and and worked him and worked him until he got him in that boat, and boy, he was so proud. He helped him up, put him on the scale. I've got me a trophy. I've got me a trophy. Something that's that just every man don't get every day he goes fishing. It's a little different. It's a rare thing, something that's, that you're proud of. You can talk about it. You can brag about it. You can display it. You can show it off. Trophies. To get a trophy, you have to outsmart the animal or the species that you're seeking after. got to outsmart it they no dumb bunny a trophy you get a trophy he's not a dumb thing just goes out there black bass a big trophy black bass not dumb he's not going to go out and open his mouth trying to find somebody to hook him no. That's right. mm, he's smart yeah he's plenty smart and that, that old big buck he, in that woods that 10 and 12 pointer where you think he got them 10 or 12 points he didn't get it but just stalking out there in the broad open daylight like an old ignorant doe or cow let somebody shoot him no sir he's smart He's plenty smart. So do you, if you ever hang on to a trophy, whether it be whatever species it might be, you're going to have to be smart to catch it. So a trophy, in order to get a trophy, you have to be smart. You have to outsmart them. You have to out-trick them. You have to trick them into uh, a certain position. That's right, you've got to trick them in. You know, like, like we uh, on the deer stand, we feed them. You know, we try, to, we try to trick that old buck, we'll put We'll put the stand out there and we'll put a feeder out there with corn in it, but he ain't too dumb. He ain't too dumb. You just go ahead, put it out there. And you'll hardly ever you hardly ever see a trophy. You gotta there's some way or another you gotta trick him in to come into where that corn is. He's not just gonna walk out there. There's gotta be a lot of cover there. He's gotta be that cover can't be just sitting out here by itself where he's got to cross into the open spot to get to that where that corn is. It's got to be woods all the way through there. There's got to be a path. There's got to, be some, got to be the thickest spot. Ways you've got to learn to trick him. And so to get a trophy, you have to out-trick him. You have to trick him. You have to uh, cause him to make a mistake. And they are, there is a season in the run of the white-tailed deer, that he has his mind on other things, and he's gullible and he makes mistakes. But during deer season, he's smart. All right, now, listen to me tonight, there has to be a lot of time and money spent in getting a trophy. A lot of time. I spent a lot of time and I spent a lot of money and I still hadn't got a trophy.
1: <laughs>
0: that's right. One of the boys on our dear lease last year, he killed a big ten point. Boy, when he brought that thing, about, oh, I wish I could have killed that. Man, that's a something. That was a trophy. That thing had to spread out there and, and uh, the base of those horns was Big, and The deer was huge. Only trophy out of all of the season with eight hunters on that, on that plot of land. He was the only one that killed a trophy. We all spent our money. We all spent our time. We killed deer, but we didn't kill a trophy. Oh, you'd go out there and kill a yearling deer. You ain't got nothing to brag about. You, you actually, you're really ashamed to bring the thing back to camp.
1: <laughs>
0: really, you are. <laughs> And they give you a doe down there, you know, and if you don't kill nothing else in the season, well, you just, you just hate a hunter. He just hates to kill a doe and come wagging a doe back up there. A doe is dumb. Anybody can kill a doe deer. They just walk out there. But, oh, friend of mine, when you get a 10 pointer and a 14 pointer, I seen one deer that was a 26 pointer one time, and, and I heard men talk about it for year after year after year after year. How they tried to trick that deer. They got a glimpse of him. They run him with dogs. They set up ambushes. They done everything under sun to try to get that deer. Finally, they caused him to make a mistake. And he made one mistake when he did, he got a 30 odd six between his ribs. But he made one mistake, but it took a lot of time to cause him to make that one mistake. And a lot of effort was exerted to get that deer but he was a trophy friend of mine and when they brought that thing down through that town that little old town where I live a 26 pointer can you imagine he had horns everywhere and that thing just stood out there and when he walked down through town I mean drove down through town a blowing his horn with that deer up there the whole town turned out people come out on, out of the businesses and, and I, I was in a barber shop there getting a haircut and man they looked out there and all of us just I got out the thing with my, with my thing all around And we all went out in in the front and looked at that deer, and everybody was a bragging and a talking man. That was a trophy. Yeah. But he had a story to tell behind how he killed that deer. So there's a lot of time, effort spent in obtaining the trophy. And then uh, when you finally get a trophy, you have it mounted, and you place it in a place or a showcase or in a place where it can be shown off. Where everybody can see it. And then, after you display it, then you're going to talk about it. And you start bragging about it. And you start telling how that you proceeded to kill that deer. You deer hunters, you ever come back to count? Man, that guy killed that's over last year. We had to listen for 30 minutes, tell us how. How he saw that deer and he waited for that deer and he this and his heart was a pounding and he done this and that and so. And we listened to his tale for 30 minutes to tell us how he got that trophy. And we enjoyed it so much hearing him talk about it. Trophies are not dumb. They're very smart. You have to study the life, the nature, and the habitat. Of a trophy before you're ever going to get him. You've got to know the deer. You've got to get inside of his head. You've got to outthink him. You've got to know his, how he lives. You've got to know where he, how he travels. You've got to know the wind directions and how he manipulates through the woods in the directions of the wind. You've got to know all about your trophy. You've got to know all about him. You've got to know his habits. You've got to know his life. You've got to know his nature. You've got to study him. You've got you to outwit him. You've got to know how to outthink him. You've got to know how to outsmart him. Hallelujah. And then when you do that, you've got something you can brag about. I want to talk about tonight the trophies of hell. The trophies of hell. Jesus said to the Apostle Peter, Satan hath desired to have you. Now, the Apostle Peter was not just an ordinary man. He wasn't something that—he wasn't just the normal fisherman. He was a fisherman with a call of God on his life. He was going to be the spokesman at Pentecost. He was a man that had received the revelation right. of God, of the Godhead and who Jesus Christ was. Amen. Listen, the apostle Peter was an apostle. He was not just a run-of-the-mill of a man. The old fisherman out there, the devil, wasn't after the fisherman so much, but he was after the apostle Peter, and Jesus said, The devil, or Satan, has desired to have you. Because He's a master trophy hunter. He's a master trophy hunter. The devil is a master trophy hunter. He hunts trophies, my friend. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. The devil is cunning. A hunter that's a trophy hunter, he's got to be cunning. The devil is cunning. The devil is smart. The devil is determined. The devil will not back up from any effort or any expense or anything else in order to, to get a trophy to hang or to put in his showcase, in his showroom, in the pits of hell. No sir, friend. He will not back up nor spare any effort. He is determined to, to be a master trophy hunter. And he studies the life the nature, the habits, the movements, he knows all about us tonight. Yes,
1: he does.
0: Don't you ever think for one moment that the devil don't know about you? You think you're here in this camp meeting, he hadn't given you consideration? Oh, don't you forget one second he has given you plenty of consideration.
1: Sure
0: it is. Sure. Uh-huh. Preachers are prime trophies for the devil. Boy, if he can get a preacher, better price a few, he's got a trophy. Because a preacher is not just an ordinary man. Now, a lot of saints would like to think they're ordinary men, but a friend of mine, they're not ordinary men, and you hear me. They're trophies. I want to show you what a preacher is according to the Bible. The Bible says that a preacher is a direct gift from God to the church and to the world. According to Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, they are gifts of God, the gifts of the ministry. It's a gift, and when God, he calls a preacher and ordains that preacher and and glorifies that preacher, not in the sense that, that you might think that I'm talking about, but in a sense that his body, his life would bring glory to God. He is a gift to this world, for it is through the preaching of the word of God that God chose to save this world that's lost without God in sin? Oh, yes sir! So a preacher is the direct gift of God to the church and to the world. A preacher is the chosen vessel of God to accomplish God's redemptive purpose in this earth! Yes, he is. Yes, yes. He's a chosen vessel. That's what God said about Paul when he told, talking to Ananias, he said, he is a chosen vessel. And that's why the devil tried to trick him up. That's why the devil stayed on his trail like a hound dog on the trail of a convict, because he was a trophy. And the devil done everything in his power to hang his carcass like they hung the head of Saul and the body of Saul in the, in the, in the temple of Dagon. Yes, sir, because that was a trophy. But right when the devil hung that head there of Saul, he bragged about it. They bragged about it. They bragged about it. Because Saul was not just an ordinary man. Saul was the king over the children of God. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he prophesied. And so here it was. The apostle Paul was not just an ordinary man, man friend of mine. The Bible said he was a divine chosen vessel of God. He was called of God and sent as an apostle to the Gentile world. And that's why the devil wanted to hang him up in the showcase of hell. Because he was, a, he was a real trophy. Preachers are God's spokesmen. They are his voice to deliver his message. Luke 10, 16 said that when Jesus sent him out, the 70 said, if they hear you they're hearing me if they don't hear you they're not hearing me if they don't hear me they're not hearing him that sent me the next verse said he that despises you despises me him that despises me despises him that sent me so the preacher is a messenger from god concerning the plan of salvation for a lost and dying world A preacher is raised up by God to be a deliverer of those who are in bondage. A preacher is a watchman that sits on the wall to give a warning when the enemy comes in. The preacher is a shepherd. Yes, he is. He's a shepherd. And God honors his responsibility to protect the sheep, to feed the sheep, and to shelter them and to lead them into green pastures and beside still waters. So when the devil gets a preacher, he hasn't got just an ordinary run of the mill kind of a man. He's got a real trophy. And I said a while ago, Mark 9 and 41 talks about it, that God blesses people that love preachers. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He'll bless a sinner than to love a preacher. Hey, preacher! that falls and is brought down by the evil devices of the devil, becomes a trophy of hell. Judas became one of the greatest trophies of Satan because there was one, only one like him. Only one was going to betray the Son of God. Only one was going to betray Jesus. And here's a warning. Jesus... Give us this warning here when he talks to the apostle peter about how the devil des- desires to have us he desires to have you he desires to have every one of us tonight that's preachers preachers wives saint of god whoever you are before the message over tonight i want to show you where god lets us know that the devil is like a roaring lion he's smart he's smart yes he is and he seeks to have every last one of us to put us put us in a showcase as a trophy in hell Yes, sir. Oh, God, help me not to submit to the powers of the devil. And that's why Paul wrote the letter down there and said, you better know something about the devices of the devil. You better know something about his tactics. You better get your head in this Bible. You better pray and seek God because he's on your trail, my friend. He's stalking you right now because you are a trophy. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Judas, he was an apostle. But Apostle was not just an ordinary man. No, sir, Apostle was a man that was, was destined to be the foundation of the church that was going to be presented in this world on the day of Pentecost. Oh, but you see, there's, there, there, there was the devil. He was the, He's the master trophy hunter. And this is a warning to you and I that, that the devil finally tricked old Judas in and tricked him up, up in, through the love of money. He's got banks, my friend. He's got lures out there. He's got trickling. He's got mind deception. Amen. He's got ways that he can outsmart us cause us to be manipulated right into a certain little position. And he's, he's right there ready
1: yes.
0: to add another trophy yeah. to the showcase in hell. Yes, sir. Judas, through the love of money, became a trophy of hell. Only apostle. That's why the devil spent so much time after him. Because he was the only man that would ever have the responsibility to protect the wholeness of the body of Jesus Christ he carried the bag he was the one responsible for betraying him he was the one responsible for, for, for cheating and, and for a treachery and for undermining and leading the mob to where Jesus was oh God I pray tonight that I will never become a tool in the hand of the deceptive devices of the devil that would put me in a position to the love of money or to the love of anything else that I would become a trophy of hell. Oh, God, tonight, preacher, you better get your mind off of money. You better get your mind on God. You better get your mind on praying. You better get your mind on revival. You better get your mind on saving souls instead of so much to make it so much money.
1: Amen. The love of money
0: It's the root of all evil, and the devil, he uses the method of the love of money to add trophies to his showcase of hell. And the story, the reason that he put it in the Bible, the reason that, that the illustration is here about Judas is to give us a warning, and Satan, I know tonight, don't you know how many times and about how many hours has he spent a bragging to his demons how he tricked old Judas up and outsmarted him and outthought him and, and, and got him in a position to, to trick him up and to cause him to lose his soul and to cause him to commit suicide and to cause him to betray the Lord. Oh, yes, sir! Don't you know he's, he's bragged about Judas? Oh, he's a prize! A trophy of hell tonight because nobody else to to betray the Lamb of God that came to take away the sins of the world. He's a rare jewel, Brother Martin. He's a rare trophy. He's a rare man. A man that would betray the Son of God and be tricked up by the devil is a rare trophy. He's a real trophy. He's a real trophy. And Satan... Is a laughing with all of his demonical spirits. I said, "Boy, look at this! He is something else, man. He is a he is a rare jewel. He he and that underneath the underneath the trophy, you know, is always a little a little plaque to identify the date and give some of the details about how." that you got that trophy and I imagine under the plaque of of the trophy of Judas tonight in hell I wonder what the devil has got written down there the love of money I drink him to the love of money I drink him up to the love of money oh God take away the love of the world out of our heart and give
1: us a burden to stay true to the word of God yes sir Oh, God, he's a rare thing.
0: He's a real trophy for hell tonight. And the devil is a bragging on him. Boy, I got me a real one this time. I got one of the original 12 apostles. I, I really want to get another. I want to get another. But, but the Lord put a shield around him. The Lord prayed for him. The Lord have given grace. And I wasn't able, I almost had him, Brother Pew. I, I got him over there to that fire. I got him over there. But I thought sure that I had him outsmarted that time. Boy, when I got, when I brought the persecution on, I thought for sure that I had another one of the original 12. I thought I had him, I up. that. But, but he outsmarted me. The Lord come along about that time and, and something excited him and he got away. Oh God, the boy would have been something to be able to hang him side by side Judas and Peter and say, look at here, boy, here's two prize trophies, the rarest ones of, of any generation. Brother, listen, he's a-talking, he's a-talking about a Judas tonight because he is a prize trophy of hell. Yes, he is. Huh. He got him through the love of money, outsmarted him, outfinigled him, outthawed him, Let him, got him, tricked him, deceived him, yeah he did. Demas is another prize trophy that's hanging in hell tonight because he was a co-worker with an apostle, one of the original twelve, or thirteen, yes he was. I'm telling you what, pride. Don't you know when he passes by and old devil when he's reviewing all of his reviewing all of his trophies and he's he's telling his demons and looky here, here's, here's another one over here I want to show you him. Uh, He he used to be connected with one of the greatest apostles that that ever lived in this world. He was connected with a man that even raised a dead man one time. He was connected with a man that struck a man blind. He was was connected with a man and a co-laborer and a co-worker in harmony with the work of God, with a man that was knocked down and saw a vision of God himself, of Jesus Christ, that had the revelation, the difference between the law of grace and the law of the Mosaic law. Yes, sir. He was connected with the greatest man, the greatest missionary that ever lived. Oh, let me tell you how I got it. Let me tell you how I got it. I tricked him up to the love of the world. I tricked him up to the love of the world. I tricked him up to the love of the world. He's a-bragging about it. He's a-bragging about it tonight. He's a-making fun. He's a-making fun of Demas. Because Demas, Having loved this present world forsook Paul in the righteousness of God and went back to Thessalonica and became a trophy of hell. Love of the world. Love of the world. Love, not the world. Jesus tried to tell us. Love, not the world. These are the things that are in the world. Or if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Dear God, we've got to love Jesus. we got to love God. we got to love holiness. We've got to love the Bible. We've got to love that which is right. Not the world. I said not the world. That's not what God wants me to love. He wants me to love him. He said love me with all of your heart. All of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, because there's nothing in the world but the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. These things are of the world. And so he's bragging tonight. A trophy is something to brag about. How you outsmarted him. He's a rare thing. Yes, he is. And so I could go on and on. Others, such as Samson, is on display in hell tonight. He was a deliverer. He was not just an ordinary man. Samson was a real trophy. He's an Old Testament saint trophy. Yes, he is. He hangs up there with a the, with the rare kills of satan of the old testament trophies a man that took the gates of gaza on his shoulder post gates and all weighing over a thousand pounds and walked out of there to the top of the hill and threw him back toward the city yeah a man that was backed up in a corner one day and god the philistines was on him and god opened his eyes he looked down he saw a jawbone of a donkey and when when the battle was over the Spirit of God came upon that man and took him by the hand and the Spirit of the Holy Ghost was, was all over him and that thing began to to sling and hit and knock and kill and he laid a thousand philistines at his feet before it was all over praise god he was not an ordinary man he was a man upon whom the spirit of god came and rested upon him and was born from his mother's womb but a pew to become a deliverer it never was the will of god for the philistines to defeat the children of god it never was the will of god now god raised up a deliverer he raised up Samson. yes sir he cried He ordained him to be a deliverer of the children of Israel. But oh God, there he is. He's a trophy in hell and never did accomplish the will of God in his life. What in the world has God called us to do, preachers? Is God going to get the full benefit out of my life. Samson never finished the task that God called him to do. He went down in defeat and died even among the Philistines as they mocked and made fun and the devil was a laughing he said boy look at him there a grinding at the mill look at his eyes look at his back look at him look like a beast I've captured him I've got him in just a few more days I'll have him in my trophy case in hell and I, it's a, he's talking like that that's why I spent so much time I'm messing with Delilah oh what was it the desires of the flesh and the lust after strange women that I tricked him up he outsmarted you see, by said few today, you today, you, you can't beat that Bible, my friend. When the Bible says not to be yoked up with unbelievers, he meant just exactly what he said. When God talks about not man out of faith, he meant just exactly what he said. You're on your way to becoming a trophy of hell when you violate the laws and principles and precepts of the divine word of God. Yes you are, yes you are. God told him, try to warn him through his mom and his daddy, through the spirit of God, through the prophets, through the law, try to warn him, try to keep him away from the strange women, told him not to go down there, not to mess with it. Oh listen, you can't be a borderline Christian. You gotta get off of the fence. You gotta get down there, praise God, and live for God. You gotta clean up your life you got to have the Holy Ghost born inside of you. A Christ that's got to be formed inside and manifest the spirit of God himself through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, Samson, oh, he's a trophy of hell. And the old devil, he's a bragging about it tonight. He's a-telling all of his demons. How did you get him, Mr. Satan? You got Judas over there through the love of money. You got Demas through the love of the world. How did you get Sampson? I got him through lust of the flesh and desire for strange women. Oh, God, preachers and saints of God and sinner friends of mine tonight. Let me tell you, you've got to love God. You've got to crucify the flesh. You've got to bring your desires under the crucifixion of the word of God. You cannot allow the desires of the flesh to dictate your decisions. so he brags tonight because he's added another trophy in the showroom of the trophies of hell. Faithful saints, soul winners, altar workers, intercessors, burden bearers, Sunday school teachers are trophies that Satan is seeking after, a burden bearer. And an intercessor is not just an ordinary run-of-the-mill type of saint, they are trophies. One that travails, one that intercedes, one that moans and groans in the prayer room, one that gets under burden, prays for her preacher, and asks God to strengthen her. That's a trophy. That's a trophy. She's a jewel. He's a jewel the man that holds up the hands of the preacher. He's a trophy. He's a trophy. Oh, I've got some trophies, Brother Martin, in my church. I said I had some trophies in my church. The biggest part of them are not trophies. They're not, some of them, worth the salt of gold in the bread. But I've got some trophies. And the devil works on them. And the devil tempts them. And the devil puts trouble on them. And the devil tries them. And the devil tempts them. The them. And the devil does everything. Why? He don't want a church to have an intercessor. He don't want a church to have a burden bag. He don't want a church to have a prayer warrior. He Want a church to have a soul winner because those people are doing the will of God, they're reaching the lost. And God help us tonight, oh preacher and church and send friend of mine. Let's pray that God will strengthen the trophies and not let the devil destroy them. I pray for my trophies. I said, I pray. The Apostle Peter, he was a trophy, and Jesus knew what he was, and He prayed for him that yes, his faith fail him not in trying circumstances. I got men that when I'm down, they lift me up. They do trophies. My birthday comes. They're going to remember me with this, this suit right here I'm wearing tonight, incidentally. Came from trophies in my church. And if I lose one of those men, oh God, it will be after the fight, I'll tell you that for sure. I pray for my trophies. That their faith fail them not. Lord, they will have trials. Their knees will bend and bow. Their hearts will break. The word, the devil will put temptation on them. He'll try to make them get crossed up with a preacher. He'll tempt them to do things contrary to the will of God. He'll try to make them rebel against the preaching of the word. He'll try to get them to the loving things that the church stands against. He'll try to get them to do anything to trick them up because he knows that they are real trophies in the kingdom of God. And some of you saints are sitting here tonight. You're trophies in the in the work of God. Yes, you are. You're trophies in your church. Oh, preacher! Preacher! pray. I that try for your trophies. That their faith fail not. These are trying circumstances. These are evil worlds and perilous times that, that lives for God, that loves God, and it's a rare thing to get them. And he spends much time and much effort, and he goes out of his way, and he seeks to trick them up. He studies their life. He studies their weak spots. He studies where he can tempt them. He studies what they, he, he knows if, what, what, what avenue that they're the weakest and that's where he's going to try to trick them up at. Oh, yes. He's a master hunter, prostitutes and drunkards. He ain't got nothing to brag about. But saints of God and preachers, friend of mine, they're not easy to capture. A man that prays, a man that seeks God, a man that studies the Word, he's not easy to capture, Brother price, He's not easy. It took, it took the devil 23 years to get my daddy. My daddy with a trophy. I said my daddy was a trophy. Yes,
1: he was. Yes, he was.
0: But he, he worked on it. He worked on him. He worked on him through depression. He worked on him through trials. He worked on him through suffering. He worked on him through disease. He worked on him through everything that he could, but he never could trick him or trap him. But on his 23rd year of stalking him, he tricked him up. He outsmarted him. He made him think that he could preach without praying. One of the old originals back in the Texas district of PAJC on the old brother ship, He got him too. A real, a real trophy, brother Price. And one of that's something else. It's a rare thing to get a real child of God that lives for God, that loves God. And it's a rare thing to get him. And he spends much time and much effort, and he goes out of his way, and he seeks to trick them up. He studies their life. He studies their weak spots. He studies where he can tempt them. He studies what they, he, he knows if, what, what, what avenue that they're the weakest and that's where he's going to try to trick them up at. Oh, yes, he's a master hunter, prostitutes and drunkards. He ain't got nothing to brag about. But saints of God and preachers, friend of mine, they're not easy to capture a man that prays. A man that seeks God, a man that studies the Word, he's not easy to capture brother Christ, he's not easy. It took, it took the devil 23 years to get my daddy, my daddy was a trophy. I said my daddy was a trophy. Yes he was, yes he was. But he, he walked on him, he walked on him. Wickedness and imaginations of men's heart is evil continually. And the lust of the flesh and the pride of life and the lust of the eye is seeking to tempt and seeking to cause divorces in our homes. But a few, oh, thank him for that beautiful le- lesson today. We need to listen to it. It's the truth of God. Oh, the devil is like a roaring lion, he's a, he's a perfect master trophy hunter. He's after our trophies. The prostitute. The drunkard, the sinner. There ain't nothing for the devil to brag about. Hell is going to be full of them kind. Hell is full of drunkards and sinners, whoremongers and liars and thieves and gamblers. He ain't got nothing to brag about. He don't show them off. They there by the thousands and the millions. But there's only one Judas there. There's only one Samson there. There's only one demonster. there. There's only one. This one and one of that one and one of that something else. It's a rare thing to get a real child of God. That, that lives for God. That loves God. And it's a rare thing to get him. And he spends much time. And much effort. And he goes out of his way. And he seeks to trick them up. He studies their life. He studies their weak spots. He studies where he can tempt them. He studies what they... He, he knows if... What Avenue that they're the weakest and that's where he's going to try to trick them up at? Oh, yes He's a master hunter prostitutes and drunkers. He ain't got nothing to brag about but saints of God and preachers friend of mine They're not easy to capture a man that prays a a man that seeks God a man that studies the word He's not easy to capture brother price. He's not easy. It took it took the devil 23 years To get my daddy. My daddy was a trophy I said my daddy was a trophy. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. But he he worked on him. He worked on him. He worked on him through depression. He worked on him through trials. He worked on him through suffering. He worked on him through disease. He worked on him through everything that he could, but he never could trick him or trap him. But on his 23rd year of stalking him, He tricked him up, he outsmarted him. He made him think that he could preach without praying. Yeah. One of the old originals, back in the Texas district of PAJC on the old brother Blankenship. He got him too. A real, a real trophy, brother Price. A real trophy. Look at him. My God, you can name him. I can name him. Men, look what brother, look what that brother the done for the Texas district. Man died, gave himself, crucified himself, drove the miles organizing, get it together, set the preacher down and preached to him by hours of the doctrine of the oneness of God and holiness and divine healing into their brain and into their heart. But the devil, he wasn't gonna give up. He's a master trophy hunter. Because brother of Ship was a trophy. a magnoli was a trophy. And he didn't stop till he got up. He outsmarted him. He outticked him. Oh, we're fools, preachers. If you think for one minute that you're not smart the devil. I ain't nothing but a first-class fool. If I think for one second, then I can learn to preach. And preach on the power and the anointing of God without crying, without living holy, and being right with God and with my fellow man. I will join the rack on a display in the showroom of the trophies of hell if I am so deceived to think that I can live for God just because I'm a preacher a preacher has got to have much more prayer and much more personal communion with God than anybody else. I stand a greater chance of being lost than anybody that I pastor. Because I know more through the spirit or I'm supposed to at least and I'm responsible for more. And so, a real trophy is not easy to capture. It takes a long time. 23 years to get my dad he walked up behind the pulpit one night to his church opened his bible and preached a sermon at the church he pulled out a letter between the lid of the bible and read it to the church letter of resignation he closed his bible walked out the church and resigned moved mother and five kids away from the church I was born in Pentecostal home never knew nothing but a Pentecostal church until I was 14 years of age never knew nothing but having a Pentecostal preacher for a daddy and I can hear him right now in my mind's heart back behind our house he had a a little old grove watered out there I remember going down there as a kid I could hear him Crying out to God, and when he would come home, after two or three hours on his face before God, I remember slipping back through the woods, looking at the place where he knelt and played, prayed. The old log was slick where he'd hung over it, stained it with tears, and the ground was all slick around there, where his feet and his knees is worn to the soil of the ground with a burden for souls and his family and his church. But tonight, he's a trophy in hell. I don't know what part of that showroom of hell and what wall my daddy hangs on. But I looked him up in a beer joint one night to carry him his Christmas present. I never, I never, I never did neglect him, even though he left us. We scratched and we scrounged and we tried to finally made out a life of barely existence. Mother had no education. She worked in a cafe. She cooked. She washed dishes and we did the same. We milked cows for two dollars a week, six in the morning, six at night. Try to scratch a little money to get enough to eat. We pooled our money together to buy groceries. Daddy left and ran off with another woman, the harlot of the town. Everybody knew who she was. Satan mocked, he laughed, he bragged. I got him a trophy, a real trophy. Till this very day, everywhere I go that knew my dad said he was a real preacher. He was a preacher, he was a preacher, he was a preacher. Oh, but that's he's not a preacher tonight. He's a trophy. Being showed off on display as a trophy of hell. I went to that beer joint. I looked him up. And I went inside where he was, and there he was sitting over in a corner in an old booth, all slumped over, dirty clothes on, old brim hat pulled out over his face. He never looked up sitting there over a bottle of beer. I tapped him on the shoulder. And I said, Dad. He looked up with his bloodshot eyes, turned his head back down, pulled his brim of his head over his face. I said, I got something for you, if you come out in the car, I'll give it to you." He walked out holding on my arm, staggered and stomach. I sat Sit down in my car, I said, "Dad, here's your Christmas present. I don't ever remember from the day that my daddy left that he ever gave me a dollar or bought me a present. Christmas come, Christmas went. I never seen my dad, never received no money, never bought a pair of shoes for me, Never, he never gave me a dollar that I can remember in my life since I was 14 years old. But I never forgot him. I love preachers. Preachers are rare things. They're not the ordinary kind of a man. I was preaching then too. I love my dad he'd around and open that Christmas present directly tears started falling down his eyes and I couldn't hardly stand it myself I was about to burst he said what made you do this son Why, why'd you find me I said I looked you up he said how you know I was over here I said I went to one of your friends' house. And they told me where I could find you. He said, I hate you, pal. I'm in this kind of a place. Looking like this. I said, oh, it's all right, Dad. I love you the same. He pulled up his sleeve. And he rolled it up.
1: on his arm like
0: that. He said, son, you see them veins in that arm? I said, yes, sir. He said, I'd give right now the last drop of blood that flows through them veins to be back where I was with God and with my family when I left God.
1: Was Jesus?
0: But the devil found the lure that caught the attention of this trophy. And my dad tried to make a comeback. Two, so three years later, in them old churches that he pastored. And I went with him. And we went hand in hand. And he went back to them churches that he pastored. And he got up. And he confessed his sin. And he asked him to forgive him. And he he told him he was sorry. That if any of them stumbled over his life, he would pray to God that he would not hold it to his charge. And he poured his heart out in confession to every one of them churches that he went to that knew him and for miles around Beaumont, Port Arthur, and Sales, and all up and down that part of the country. Church after church after church, he went back and confessed. And I thought, sure, oh God, he shook that lure a loose for sure this time. The devil won't get him. Hallelujah. And I was so happy. But the devil had him. He had that lure in him until he'd come up and he'd try to shake it. And that's what he was trying to do. He'd try to shake it out of his mouth and he was hooked to that thing. But but he would come and he fall. He went back down to the bottom like that bastard and he'd fight trying to get loose of that lure. He'd come to my house and he'd weep and pray and he'd try to shake that thing out of him but the devil had him hooked and he had a tight line, and he'd worked for a long time to get him and he wasn't fixing to let him go he, he, he spent a lot of effort to get this trophy there's a lot of bragging going to be for this he's got kids and boys and three of them it's a preacher's and I want to laugh and show him off in hell how that I tricked their old daddy up yes sir they'll never be what he was oh friend of mine and so he shook and he went and he, he tried to throw that lure out of his mouth but the devil had him He never could get loose from it. So finally, he he played out. His strength was gone. And the fight left him. And the devil reeled him in. And they called me. Mom called me one night about 2 o'clock in the morning. Said, son, hate to break the sad news to you. Said, your daddy died suddenly with a heart attack tonight. I said, Mama, where was he at? They said he just left a beer joint and went home, and before he could get into bed, he dropped dead with a heart attack. And so, somewhere tonight, displayed on a wall of hell, hangs my daddy, a trophy of hell and Satan laughs and talks and brags about how he tricked a Pentecostal preacher up oh God that's why Paul said know the devices of the devil and that's why Jesus said watch son watch watch your heart What's your attitude, what's your spirit, what's your life, what's your conduct, what's your behavior watch what you say be careful where you go. The devils are watching you he's a trying to figure you out he's a studying you he's a looking at you He's a master trophy honey. If you're doing anything for God, he's going to try to trick you up. He's going to try to outsmart you and outseek you. He's going to try to deceive you. He wants to add you to the list of the Pentecostal preachers of the 19th century that became great men of God, but yet they wound up and there's a trophy in hell. Oh, God, preacher, who's going to be next? I said, who's going to be next? That's going to be hung on the wall. W displayed as a trophy of hell now let me come to a close and preachers I got to say it from a burden the devil is trying to trick us up really cool. right. through all this television mess yes, sir. That's right. That's right. there's some people going to be lost over it you hear me you better get your mind made up. You better quit standing in the fence. You better quit fighting one another. You better stand firm on the teaching of the Word of God. You know that thing is evil. That thing has brought more trouble into our homes, into our children, in our churches, than any other thing in all of God's world that the devil's has ever hatched out of hell. The devil wants to add some of us. He wants to he wants to get us all crossed up and divided so we can get hatred in our heart and hate our brother and do everything to try to kill him and to stop him down if we don't agree with him one way or the other, so he can hang our carcasses on the on the showcases of the trophies of hell. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't, somebody said, how are you going to vote when you get t- to, the, to the conference? I, the same way I did in Kentucky. I voted against it, and I still voted against it in, in, in Fort Worth, and I voted against it in Indianapolis because I believe that I can see something through the Spirit of God and through the Holy Ghost that, that's going to bring problems and troubles and divisions and heartache and heartbreakers and go to preachers and saints of God and their churches and their families and their children as trophies of (laughs) hell. Brother Pew talking about his children today. I don't want my boy. I got one boy, 19, I got a girl, 24, I don't want neither one of them but well, hanging in hell as a trophy for the devil to brag about. No, sir, my friend, oh God, I don't want one of my face to hang in hell as a trophy. I don't want one of my men to hang in hell as a trophy for the devil to brag about how he tricked him up. The devil is trying to outsmart the United Pentecostal Church in this thing. And he's out thinking a lot of us. You better know the devices of the devil. Oh God. Oh preacher. Oh saint. It's not easy to capture preacher. Preachers are praying, man. I'm talking about a preacher. I'm not talking about a showman. I'm not talking about a personality parader. I'm talking about a preacher. I'm talking about a preacher. A preacher is not easy to capture. But they can be captured. They can be hooked. They can because the devil is smart. A real saint of God is not easy, but there's a lot of effort. a lot of effort we can't afford listen to me saint listen to me sinner listen to me preacher I I don't know who's a sinner here and who's not I'm just preaching the burden of my heart and if if we have revival we'll have it if we just preach to you well I don't know I'm just preaching what God gave me that's all I know to do saints that's all I know to do preacher I don't know nothing else I wanted to preach evangelism tonight I couldn't preach it. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I wrestled with about three sermons today day. the morning. tell you. I said I'm mixed up, but I said I believe by the time I get through praying, by the time 7.30 comes tonight, I believe I'll have the mind of God for the service tonight. And I believe I've got it. I believe God's trying to talk to us. I believe God's trying to warn us. Satan desires to have the United Pentecostal Church preachers. But there's a prayer meeting going on in heaven tonight when Jesus looks down on the walls of the showroom of hell and he sees already some of his apostles and some of his great men of the Old Testament. And he looked down there and Jesus is to prayer. God don't, God, don't let the faith fail. God, don't let the faith fail. God, don't let the faith fail. God, don't let the faith fail in time of trouble and temptation and heartache. Jesus is a praying for every last one of you that's a child of God tonight. And preachers, especially Jesus and the whole heavenly host, is a praying for us tonight. And say it, God, don't let the faith fail them in this hour. It's hard to preach like I'm a preacher when the heat gets on you. because you want everybody to love you and you want everybody to agree with you but we're going to love one another whether we agree or not amen you're my brother you're my sister you're like the little captain was on the march of dying poster one boy carrying another on his back Somebody asked him, said, ain't he heavy? He said, no, he's not heavy. He said, he's my brother. He's not heavy.
1: He's my brother. Amen.
0: Let's don't let the devil trick us out. Saint of God, closing with just a few more remarks tonight oh faithful saint of God let me see the hand of every saint of God in this building let me see your hand, raise your hand oh look at them precious saints them trophies look at the trophies out there trophies we're praying for you let your faith fail you not in the last hour I was called to preach a funeral of a woman that I knew as a child on the phone she died suddenly with a heart attack and one of the kids called me my shoes is untied but I couldn't care less I'm not taking time to tie said brother McNeely can you come to Houston preach my mother's funeral I said, what? He said, Mom died last night. I said, you don't mean it. Yeah. I said, why? I couldn't figure it out. Well, you know, before I even thought, I said, well, yeah, I'd be glad to. Just be happy to come. And then she told me what service arrangements was and what time and what day and, and, and talked about it. And I said, I'll be there. Funeral home and so forth. And we hung up, and after it got through, and I said, I wonder why the pastor's not preaching her funeral. It just dawned on me why the pastor wasn't preaching her funeral. An old saint of God that I knew lived for God from a child. Over 40 years that I knew of that she lived for God. Her husband left her, ran off with another woman during the Depression, left her with five, six children. She went and lived for God just the same. Walked to church, rode the bus to church Wagged them kids to a three-in-one arm Drug along with the hand of the other to hold the, the bigger ones to drag the little ones. And all during depression and all up through the, the years of torment and temptation and troubles and trials, she, she lived for God and was faithful, taught her kids right, raised them all, worked at the hospital as an aide in the hospital, worked sometimes double triple shifts to her legs and her eyes, was blind and she couldn't hardly walk, trying to make a living for her kids. Never had an education, living for God, paid her little tithes, loved the Lord, prayed and intercede, call her name, call the To the children to god day and night that god would save them and here there was calling me to preach a funeral and i couldn't understand why the preacher was the pastor wasn't preaching that funeral, and it got to working on me the last few minutes so i called back down there after about an hour and i asked for this girl i said i said i i was so dumbfounded while ago and i was so shocked and, and, and and when i accepted the priest your mother's funeral i forgot to ask you is, wh- how come the pastor is not preaching a funeral she said brother McNeil I hate to tell you but said we're ashamed to ask him she said we're not going to have the funeral in the, ser- in the church we're we'll going to have the funeral home I said what shame to ask him he said yeah said I have to tell you the story brother McNeil and she told me a sad story she said, Mom went on a vacation ten days ago with the oldest girl and her husband. They had a lot of money. They worked. They owned businesses in Houston. And they always kept after mom about this and about going with them, about doing this, and about doing that. Said so she consented to go with them on vacation. And said, On vacation in the I believe they was in the Bahama Islands. On vacation, they persuaded mom to cut her hair and to put on makeup and to put on a pantsuit and go down to the beach and go with them to the places of the entertainments of that island. And said she come in to go to bed that night after they had been out on the town. Said, Mom, lay down in the bed. And said about 3 o'clock in the morning, said the girl heard a fall and a thump on the floor in mom's room. And said she listened and she heard kind of a kicking up, a goggling <laughs> sound. And said she jumped up and went in there and said there was mom laying on the floor with her eyes open and her mouth open. And she was drawing her land. Breath. Oh God I said you don't mean it. You don't mean it. And you mean that I, you asked me to preach that dear saint of God's funeral that in the just 10 days before that she was going to go into eternity she became after 40 years of stalking of the powers of the devil that, that she was tricked up and the devil is going to hang her as a trophy in hell that it took him 40 years to get her but he finally got her he outsmarted her He used the the desires of her children and the pressure from the outside to cause her to do something to violate the teaching of the Word of God. And she's at it tonight! the trophies of hell, as a saint of God, as a prize and the devil, he's a laughing, and he's a bragging about it, and he's a talking about it, oh yes sir there's a prayer warrior, there's one that went through the depression, there's one that said that they loved Jesus with all of their heart more than they did anything in the world, but I tricked him up, there's one that done without and suffered and taught and done without to be faithful to God and prayed and fasted and sought God, but I got her just ten days before she died I, I tricked her up, I found I finally got the right lure. I finally got my sword. I finally got them hit the mark. I finally got her. And she's a trophy tonight in hell. She's a trophy as a 40-year-old saint, a living for God, trusting God, been healed, that talked in tongues, shouted in fancy aisles, raised a family to do right. But now she's a trophy in the showroom of hell. Let us stay. Oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Preachers. Saint of God, how close are you? How close are you, Saint of God, to being outsmarted by the devil? I don't know when I'll draw my last breath. I may not see the sunrise in the morning. I may be like old Brother Harvey in Beaumont. He got through preaching one night, Walked down fellowship, shaking hands with some of the saints. All of a sudden, he started falling. Some of the brethren reached over there and grabbed him. Laid him out there on the floor. In a matter of five minutes, he was in eternity. Went to see Jesus. Went to see Jesus. But what what if the devil would have tricked him up? What if the devil would have tricked him up? What if the devil would have tricked him up? And he'd have been added to the Pentecostal preachers on somewhere on the wall as a trophy in hell tonight. Oh, God's saints say true. Know the devices of the devil. Pray and seek God. Get hold of the Lord. Get the love of the world out of you. Get the love of the sin out of you. Get the lust of the flesh out of you. Crucify your desires. Bring yourself under subjection. Get the rebellion out of you. Get the resistance of God out of you. Put the love of God in your heart. Get the love. Get the love. Get the love. Get the love of God in your soul. Which one of you is going to be a next one that the devil is going to add to his showroom as a trophy in hell. And he will brag about it to his demons like he's a bragging tonight about some of the angels that knew nothing but to be... In the divine presence of god almighty to have the nature of an angel but yet to be tricked up by the powers of the devil that even an angel that could be tricked up and be hung in the showroom and displayed tonight as a trophy in hell that he didn't only trick us up down here on this earth but he even reached to the high realms of hell and got some of the archangels and the seraphims and, and some of the cherubims and some of those that knew not that but to be in divine presence of god almighty but he picked them up and tonight they will be trophies that's displayed in hell that the devil can brag about went right straight to the throne of god and got angels How about it? You feel a little need of a little closer walk with God? Saint of God? There are saints in this building that are trophies. God, how many of you preachers have got saints that are real trophies in your church? Raise your hand. Look at them. Look at them all over this building. You're a trophies. The devil's after you. The devil is after you. Just as sure as I'm standing here by the price, he's after don't become a trophy. Oh God, don't let you become a trophy. Oh God, we're praying for you, saint. We're praying for you, preacher boy. Preacher boy, you was raised in Pentecost. You, you, you know what it is to hear your daddy on the floor in the midnight hour of calling on God. How about it, daughter? You was raised in a Pentecostal home. You know what it is to hear your mama. And she cries and sheds tears. Oh, Pentecostal young person, don't become a trophy that the devil can brag about tricking up and put you on display as a trophy of hell and reach right in to a Pentecostal home and a Pentecostal church and trick you up and cause you to be deceived and cause you to be lost without God in this last generation. It's time to pray. I said it's time to pray. Anybody here want to pray? Do you feel like that you're sleeping a little bit? You feel like you need to get a little closer to Calvary? And you'd like to come toward the front? I think every child of God, if you're a backslider here tonight, you still got a chance. Did you want to have the Holy Ghost? Was you a pillar in the church? How about it, young person? don't become a trophy of hell to be on display for the devil to brag about destroying you come on young people hold on this building you're pentecostal children you've got talent you're a rare jewel in this generation if you're a virtuous girl you're a virtuous boy you're rare you're a trophy you're a trophy come on and ask god to put his arms around you Come on, preachers, and pray for your saints. Come on, saints, and pray for your preachers. That God somehow would not allow us to be added to the trophies of hell, to be put on display for the devil to brag about how he tricked us up. Come on, I want us to get a hold of God. I'm sincere. I'm preaching from the burden of my soul. I've seen too much of it. I know.
1: Oh, Oh, prayer warrior. It, Come on, pray, pray, seek
0: God, call on the Lord where he may be found. Pray for Brother Magnile. Pray for Brother Magnile. Let my faith won't fail me. Let my faith won't fail me. Let him fall. I won't be deceived by the powers of the deception of the devil. He desires to have you, he wants to sift you sweet, he wants to take everything that's good out of you, leave you nothing but washed out.